So this week I am sharing a really exciting announcement. And if you're listening live this week, I'm also bringing back one part of my three-part series on how to unlock the power of ChatGPT. And I'm doing both of these things because I just launched a new ChatGPT resource for nonprofits that I am so, so excited about. It's the nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters. So for those of you who are longtime listeners, you have heard me talk about ChatGPT before. I am really bought into this tool. It is not some fancy, super techie tool that needs to be built out and figured out. It should be as integrated into your workflow and as simple as Google Docs. It's a capacity builder and a time saver. And my goal is to make it easy for organizations, particularly small and growing organizations where time and money and capacity are really an issue to tap into the power of ChatGPT. If you aren't, you're leaving capacity on the table and I want to help you solve that problem. So I took the questions and the conversations that I've been having with nonprofits for the last really six or seven months and turned it into a concrete tool, which is one of my favorite things to do. The nonprofit ChatGPT headquarters is an all-in-one workspace that supports you at every phase of using ChatGPT in your workflow, from giving you ideas to giving you prompts that you can cut and paste right into ChatGPT, to giving you an already built out place to save and organize the prompts that you like, the personalities that you try, and all of the work that you do using ChatGPT. So, If you are still on the fence about ChatGPT, listen to this week's episode. If you're listening to a different episode and hearing this preview, head on over to this week's episode and get inspired. And when you're ready to take the next step and start saving you and your team hours of time and brain energy every week, you can head to brookrichiebabbage.com backslash ChatGPT dash HQ and grab the workspace. Enjoy. Hi, this is the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, and I'm your host, Brooke Ritchie Babbage. Each week, I do a deep dive into the mindset and strategies and tactics and tools of scaling an incredible high-impact nonprofit. I'm so glad you're here. So hello, and welcome to this week of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. This week, I'm talking about leverage, which... I know I talk about a lot, but I actually feel like summer, the summer months are interestingly, perhaps ironically, a really great time to think about high leverage activities. There's an energy to every season that feels really palpable to me and that carries itself over into how we work and how we move through the world fall for me. I can feel things slowing down. People are sort of breathing more deeply. They're taking all of the things that they sort of experienced and took in over the summer and beginning to to make sense of it and prepare for the deep work, the hunkering down of winter. So during summer, when things feel, I don't know, almost ephemeral, right? Passing, transient, very light. I feel like it's actually a naturally good time to do things that sort of lay a foundation for winter, right? Gathering 
to prepare for the hibernation of winter, to use, you know, those <laughs> metaphors that we hear in the children's stories. So I'm going to actually recommend three really low hanging fruit ways to use these months to do things that are easy, that do not take a lot of effort, but that are about investing in the fall, your sort of infrastructure, your fundraising, your team, you'll get more bang for your buck by doing some of these sort of high leverage activities during the summer. So my first recommendation is read business books. So this one might seem strange, but I've always believed that every sector has a lot to learn from every other sector. I talk about this. I write about this a lot on LinkedIn. Some of the best business books that I've ever read actually distill just core principles of leadership, of community formation, of institution building, and they transcend for-profit or non-profit. Also, just as a sidebar, I just, I'll note that I love the direction that I think we're all moving in in our sector away from the sort of strict bifurcation of nonprofit and for-profit and really starting first with the question, what's the impact that we want to have in the world? And then what's the best way to structure our institution to have that impact? I think it's a really quite frankly, a more interesting question that then leads to, is it for-profit? Is it hybrid? Is it a B Corp? Is it a nonprofit? There are just so many really, um, is is it mutual aid work, right? That is not incorporated at all. They're really amazing options if we start with sort of impact and let form follow function, which is another thing that I, I love to talk about. In any case, okay, that was a sidebar. So business books. Summer is a great time to add them to your reading list because You can just sort of let the information wash over you. There's nothing to do with them per se, right? You're not adding to your task list. You're literally just taking in information that can become part of your base knowledge. You can draw from it anytime as you think through strategies for everything from hiring to fundraising. I personally recommend doing these as audiobooks. I'm a big audiobook fan, but that's probably just because I love podcasts so much and I like the sort of audio format. But all of the books that I'm going to recommend, I'm going to recommend three, are also really great in hard copy. I have them in hard copy too. Now, there's so many business books that I love, but these three have had such an impact on my thinking and also I think have an added benefit of being really easy to get through. So the first is a book called Superfans by Pat Flynn. This is about how to authentically build a community of people who are as passionate about your work as you and your team are. This is an incredible book if you're thinking not just about fundraising, but also partnerships and working alongside a community of constituents, any community that you are trying to build and If you are trying to steward an institution towards a mission, you must be building community of all kinds. You can't have impact without building community. This book is honestly one of the best I've ever read about building real, authentic community from the ground up. Okay, super fans. And I will mention that I have a book list online where I'm starting to collect and make available or sort of information about the books that I have found to be really influential in my own life and in my own profession um, and my journey sort of through the social impact space. You can get that book list at brookrichiebabbage.com backslash book club. Okay. 
super fans. So the second book that I recommend is $100 million Offers by this guy, Alex Hormozzi. So this book is about creating and articulating real value in whatever it is you're offering. Now, he talks about monetizing offers. It's a book that perhaps on the surface seems like it's just about sales. But if you look deeper, you'll see that it's actually about the exchange of value, which is really what sales is and also what fundraising is. There is an exchange of value. There is an investment that you're inviting someone to make and they get value. And the closer we can get to understanding the relationship between a donor and the organization as being relational, as being an exchange of value and not a transaction that is extractive, then the more effective our fundraising is going to be, right? Those relationships are going to be more real and more authentic. So whether you're inviting donors to give to your mission or community members to utilize the programs that you're making available, board members to join your team, you're always talking about articulating a value. The organization gets something meaningful, and so do they. So I actually find that Alex Hormozzi's articulation of what he calls the value equation to be brilliant. It has totally revolutionized my own thinking about how I understand sort of the movie that other people are in as I am trying to help them understand what I see as a shared value. I find this to be really helpful in some of the policy and sort of legislative work that I advise on because that's really about understanding creation of shared value. Um, so if you guys do, if any of you do policy work, it's also really helpful there. So the, the last book is called Find Your Red Thread by Tamsin Webster. So this book is about articulating your unique point of view. It's framed as a book about finding a personal message, developing a keynote, sort of thought leadership for people as professionals. But, and the same principle applies to zeroing in on and articulating the core message of your organization. So when we talk about building community, when we talk about articulating value, when we talk about getting people to buy into a shared vision of change in the world, how you express and articulate and distill the impact that you are trying to create or the vision that you're trying to paint the picture of is super, super important. And I flew through this book. It's just extremely well-written, very compelling. She's so clear in her own red thread, which is sort of the through line that ties all of your points of view together. It's a really powerful book. Okay, so recommendation number two for how to use your summer months. Get to know your donors. So this is a big one and super easy. I actually am doing a deeper dive into this in this week's newsletter, Leadership Forward. If you are not already subscribed I and you like this podcast, I would definitely sign up for the newsletter. It's brookrichiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward. So summertime is a great time to talk to and connect with your donors. I recommend doing donor and stakeholder interviews. So this might sound super formal, but it's really just about structured, intentional conversations where you deepen your understanding of the people that are in your community. 
It's a really powerful strategy for sort of donor stewardship, donor cultivation. Call up three to five of your best donors and invite them for a meal or my favorite glass of Prosecco. Invite a funder to one of your programs and then out for coffee afterwards. Make a list of people who've demonstrated some kind of affinity for your mission or your work and give them a call and ask if you can just ask them a few questions. Take a deeper and more intentional look into their interests, their concerns, their questions about your work, their confusions, their passions, their other philanthropic habits. These kinds of authentic touch points are not hard. They do not take a long time. And you could literally do two or three a week, um, one a week. (laughs) And it means so much to the people that get those calls. I did a whole podcast about this. And um, I will include a link to that podcast in the show notes. In that podcast, I included some model interview questions and a little pep talk to get you started. Now, in the newsletter this week, I talk about strengthening your community of donors through cultivation events. This is also a wonderful time of year to say thank you. So I talk about brain trusts in the newsletter, so definitely check that out. I also linked to a great podcast episode that I did about using brain trusts it was last summer as a fun cultivation strategy. But here I want to talk about just because phone calls. I love just because. Just because outreach, just because phone calls, just because letters are the definition of leverage, of high leverage. They are really, really low-hanging fruit. They are not hard to do. And the power of somebody getting a just because I was thinking of you, just because I wanted to say thank you card from your organization, that is worth more than five cultivation events. So I really like services like Punk Post. Um, It's a really great sort of card, online card service where you actually order them online. You can send messages and people get physical things, physical cards. They're really, really creative and clever. I also really like just because phone calls. These are sort of random cards and calls for no reason. So again, you could make one, two, three calls, send three cards a week. You can do them in bulk on on Punk Post, and you'll make your way through dozens of donors and supporters over the summer. And these are literally three-minute, hey, just wanted to say thank you. Most people won't pick up when you call, which means you get to leave a voicemail, which means you get even more bang for your buck with even less effort. So definitely keep that in mind. The upshot of the cultivation, using summer for cultivation, using summer for just because thank you outreach is that leaning into learning about and connecting with your people over the summer means that your relationships will be stronger come the fall. This makes the season of asking, which is a lot of times what people call sort of fall and winter, even more fruitful because you're building on actual strengthened relationships. These low hanging fruit, inexpensive, but really authentic ways to form connection will sort of pay dividends when you get to the the asking season towards the end of the year. So recommendation number three. Now this one's not going to sound sexy, but hear me out. Use 
summer to create your standard operating procedures, your SOPs. It can be really hard to build the plane while you're flying it, to assess and document what's working on your team and in your systems and processes and what's not working while you're midstream in implementation. So a lot of times organizations will have a retreat or a longer session with staff over the summer. When you do this, or you have a break in the stride of your regular programs, this is the perfect time to tack on 45 minutes and ask your team and spend time talking about what's working and what's not. Walk me through your week and where do you feel friction? Where are things smooth? Where are you in your zone of genius and where are you not? And just bring all of that to the surface. You can also ask folks to simply document the steps that they take to sort of make the magic happen in their workflow. Just take a week and sort of journal on the side, right? Things are a little bit slower. Maybe they can do it on a, you know, one Friday morning before summer Fridays for those of you who do summer Fridays. But the idea is to use this sort of slower time to, to do sort of reflection while you're moving through your activities. Now, when you have this retreat and these conversations, I highly recommend recording them. Have people make a video of themselves talking through the steps of the work in their workflow, the steps that they take to set up a call or to facilitate a volunteer training session, whatever it is, it does not have to be sort of fancy. The, the real idea is just to capture a recording of the things that are working, the things that aren't, and how things are actually getting done. And then, and here's the magic of this, hire a short-term temporary virtual assistant. I recommend using a service like Upwork, Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K, Upwork.com. You literally go on you say, I am looking for a short-term temporary VA to take all of the notes and videos from recent meetings and retreats and turn them into SOPs for our organization. Boom. There are these magical unicorn people who do that for you. That is leverage at its best. So use this time to, to reflect together as a group. This can be a 30-minute conversation, a 45-minute conversation, where you're really just taking note. Again, the questions are, what, what's working? Where are you feeling in flow? What systems are we utilizing that we are really liking? And what's not? You just take note of them. And then have somebody document that for you. Okay, so to recap, those are my three recommendations for how to get more leverage out of the, the lazy days of summer. Leverage is about getting more bang for your buck. And my hope is that these are low lift activities that can help you lay a foundation for increased growth and stability in the fall. The first, business books. And you can get my first three books in my book club at brookrichiebabbage.com backslash book club, super fans, $100 million offer, and find your red thread. Excellent, excellent easy to read, well-written, clear business books about growing community, articulating offer, and articulating your, ne your unique point of view. Again, I love audiobooks, but you can get them in hard copy. These are high leverage because you're taking in information 
that you can then put into practice as you're thinking about community building and fundraising and thought leadership and speaking at conferences and the watering hole um, strategy that I've talked about for fundraising on this podcast. You're preparing to do all of that in the fall. Recommendation two, get to know your donors. Spend some time on some really low-hanging fruit cultivation and honestly stewardship activities. Say thank you. Have conversations. Invite them out for a drink. Ask them real questions about why they're connected to your work, what they care about, what confuses them, what they love. Third, SOPs. SOPs, standard operating procedures. It's not sexy, but talk about leverage. This is super high leverage. Hack on 30 to 45 minutes to a conversation, meeting, or retreat with your staff. Ask yourselves, what's working in your workflow? What's not? Where's their friction? Record, have people record what steps they take to do their work, and then go on Upwork, upwork upwork.com, hire a VA, and have them create SOPs for you. You will go into the fall stronger and more ready to have an incredible asking season, community building season, and season with your team than ever. Okay. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. I always have so much fun doing these episodes. Definitely check out the links to all the goodies that I mentioned in this episode. You can get that at brookrichiebabbage.com backslash podcast for the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode and think that you have a friend or colleague who would also enjoy, I would love if you would leave a review and share. Have a great week. 